Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents... Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you into the 7 o'clock hour we go. Good to be with you on a uh, on a Wednesday. John McClain joins us in about an hour from now. Oh. Yeah. So um, Lamont pointed out to us in the previous segment that David Mulligetta, uh, Deshaun Watson's agent and C.J. Stroud's agent, had been chirping on Twitter a little bit. And I'm assuming that it's in reference to his thoughts on Lamar Jackson because they're really – those are the only things he tweeted about yesterday. Um, said uh, – he tweeted this, sounds like collusion to me with a hand over face emoji and then retweeted a um, retweeted a, a tweet of what looks like a podcast talking about the Lamar Jackson situation and how complicated it is with this franchise tag. And the fact that there have been more reports about teams that don't want to negotiate with Lamar Jackson than there are teams that are interested in Lamar Jackson, which yeah, I think, yeah. as you pointed out earlier, Seth, I think fuels some of the speculation that that owners owners we know that owners were not happy with Jimmy Haslam for giving Deshaun Watson 230 million guaranteed probably for right. a variety of reasons one it completely blew the ceiling off the marketplace it was a fully fully guaranteed contract which we'd seen before but on shorter deals like Kirk Cousins this was unprecedented and on top of the fact they're giving it to a guy who had been who who had sat out the previous season because he was in a tussle with the team he was with. The Texans didn't put him on the field. And then he was, the big thing was he was facing a bunch of lawsuits from women who were accusing him of, of sexual misconduct. Um, and now here we are, Lamar Jackson, the first quarterback set to really dig in and say, no, I deserve what Deshaun Watson got. Yeah. And now because he's not getting it, which I, by the way, I would be terrified giving him that contract, but we'll get to the Texans in a second. Um, I think that's the bigger reason, but it, it does lend itself to the owners have not done a lot over the course of the history of the game to engender the trust of people out there when it right, comes to stuff right. like this. I, I think that this is the thing. When, there was only one team in the league that offered Deshaun Watson the contract they offered him. Obviously, there were other teams that just weren't in the market for a quarterback, or there, there were others that were going to be scared off by the two dozen accusations against him, all that. Like, there was a lot that went into it, but there was only one team 
that saw fit to offer up that contract in what was really the closest we've seen to a guy in his physical prime being a free agent as a quarterback, where now you have Lamar Jackson, which is another situation, which is this is actually more like this is closer to actual free agency than the Deshaun Watson situation was. You know, this is because a team's going to have to give up two first round picks but then, could you know, if they offer him the right deal, Lamar Jackson's free to take it once once they're allowed to actually negotiate. So, if there's zero interest at all, that does smell fishy. I do think that I do think that we know a lot of the leaks about interest in players comes from agents, and Lamar Jackson right now doesn't have an agent. I think that this is a hell of a sales pitch um, by David Mulligetta if he's looking to procure Lamar Jackson as an agent, because this feels a little bit like um, this feels like Jim Adler or something saying, "Hey, oh, you want to you want to take on dude. the NFL owners? You got to have David Mulligetta on your side." That is a great theory. Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. just uh, you're just one man. You yeah. can't stand up against the cabal right. the way I have and I have in the past. Right? I didn't let I didn't take no for an answer if Deshaun Watson. Not in the same vein as, you know, all that other stuff. But still, uh, I got him what he wanted, yes. and I'll get you what you want. I am the football hammer. Yes, yeah. David Mulligetta, the football hammer. Keeps, Which, uh, keeps yeah. it 100. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Mulligetta could. Uh, Mulligetta, if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm out there, and I'm thinking, man, maybe this, maybe this not having an agent stuff is really going to hurt me. And I do think guys have negotiated some good deals as – acting as their own agents, Laramie Tunsil notably. Yeah. I think once it hits... Once Against it hits, Bill O'Brien, but continue. Yeah. <laughs> but once you hit actual free agency, it does become a lot more complicated. And a lot of times you're, you know, you're, you're using one offer against another team's offer, and there's a certain protocol, and there's things that are and are not done, where, you know, like, frankly... I. The commission you pay an agent is worth it in most of those situations. Yeah, yeah. I think at some point, now that he's actually out there as a semi-free agent, I think Lamar Jackson would do very well for himself in hiring somebody like David Mulligetta. Yep. As opposed to try, I'll, I'll tell you what, even just logistically trying to organize and keep everything straight, it gets really complicated really fast, especially for somebody that's going to be in the stratosphere that Lamar Jackson is. So, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know whether there's collusion or not, but I think Mulligetta, as a sales pitch, should continue to act like it's uh, like it's collusion. Yeah, yeah. No, that's I had never thought about that. I, as I'm looking at Mulligetta, I mean, I always look at Mulligetta in a vacuum and just always think back to Deshaun. I wasn't. I, I didn't even dawn on me that Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent. That's a great, a great, great thought. Um, so as far as the Texans go, Seth and Lamar Jackson, I, I'm curious how people feel about this. If the Texans, I don't think they're going to do it. Um, I don't think I'd want them to do it, but if we just talk it through, Lamar Jackson is now a, a free agent. It appears that money is really, really important to him. Maybe the most important thing. It wound up being the most important thing to Deshaun Watson, obviously. He went to Cleveland, by God, and he took $230 million to do it. It would cost the Texans two first-round picks. From what I've seen, and obviously the Texans have two in each of the next two drafts, it would be their own picks they would have to give up, not the Cleveland pick. So they would have to give up their number two pick this year and their first-round pick next year. They would still have the 12th pick in this draft, and they'd have whatever Cleveland's pick is next year. So that it's not as though doing this deal 
would it's not like doing the Tunsil deal where you were gutting two drafts and you're really impacting your ability to to build a core nucleus. You still got you still have draft capital, extra picks, including first round picks to do that. You would have to give Lamar Jackson, it seems like, a big guaranteed contract, especially the Texans, in order for him to come to a team that's at this stage of a rebuild. Yeah. Functionally, what you will have done, and I know the math doesn't work out perfectly, but stay with me. Functionally, if they trade two first-round picks for Lamar Jackson and pay him, call it 200 to $250 million guaranteed, essentially what you've done is you've traded Deshaun Watson – for Lamar Jackson and Kenyon, for Lamar Jackson and Kenyon Green, we'll call it. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you'll you'll have you know you'll traded, and I know it's not perfect because the Texans in this case would be giving up their picks, not the Browns' picks. So you get the math is a little fuzzy, but really, like thirty thousand feet, you'll have given up two firsts. Uh, you'll have swapped out two firsts for Lamar Jackson. You'll eventually, you, eventually, what it is, you'll have swapped out Lamar Jackson for Deshaun Watson as your franchise quarterback, more or less. The problem problem with Lamar Jackson at this point is he's entering his sixth year. Um, I think that he still has untapped untapped potential as a passer just because I think the Greg Roman system is kind of – I think it gets the the most out of guys who have ethereal running ability and okay passing ability, but it doesn't necessarily do a whole lot to cultivate their passing ability. So there might be more in him with if, if Bobby Slowick ends up being the guy. But I just fear how much tread might be off the tire. This is a guy that's missed four games in each of the last two seasons, which for a quarterback is a lot. I don't like my, I don't like quarterbacks who miss a lot of football games. I just don't, (laughs) you know, like uh, I am my least forgiving in terms of bad injury luck when it comes to quarterbacks, good quarterbacks stay healthy or when they're injured, they stay playing. So for a guy that's been hit more than any other quarterback in the last five years, it feels a little too much like giving a running back a, sen- a second contract. Like at some point, the tread comes off the tire for good, and the guy just takes a cataclysmic drop. So I don't like, and I know he's accomplished more than Deshaun Watson. A, the Browns are the only team that gave Deshaun Watson that contract. Um, B, you're not paid for past performance. You're paid for future expectations, and I just. I feel like Deshaun Watson has a much better chance of staying healthy over the next four years than Lamar Jackson does. Yeah, that would be if they were to do that, Seth. If they were to, if the Texans were to sign Lamar Jackson, give up the draft capital, you know, he becomes a Texan basically. That is a that is a win training camp in twenty twenty three move. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that is a you training camp would have a ton of juice. It would have a ton of people flying in to go come see what. The Texans have now created here with Lamar Jackson, at quarterback, a former MVP, and D'Amico Ryans as the head coach, the hot young candidate from this past year. I'm with you, yeah. though. I, I am, I am, and I would be skittish if I were any of these teams where it makes sense to sign Lamar Jackson. I would be real skittish about his shelf life. Real well, skittish. You know, the other thing, too, is that people will point out that, hey, you know, he was, a, he was a league MVP. He's accomplished more than Deshaun Watson. Sure. That was in 2019. In 2019, he had more passing touchdowns than he's had in the last two seasons combined. He had 36 touchdowns and six interceptions in that. Meanwhile, in the last two years, he's had 33 touchdowns and 20 interceptions. So, like, in that one season, he accomplished way more than he has in the past two seasons combined. It's just not... You can't pay him based off of what he did in 2019. What are we gonna? We're we gonna David Johnson this this joint? No, 
I can't do it. Won't do it. L- let me ask you this. I know you're a you're a former defensive player who hates playing against. I would have run him down <laughs> like he was standing still. Not no, my question, but I don't disagree with you. Um, I don't think he's even that fast. Um, we know that like half the league is going to this system, some version of the system the Texans yeah. are about to implement here with Bobby Sloak as the offensive coordinator. So if Lamar Jackson le- leaves Baltimore, there's a decent chance he lands with a team that's doing what a lot of these teams are doing or has some playbook that's a version of the Kupshanistan offense. And yeah. we know it can be run in different ways. Sean McVay runs a pass-heavy version of it. You know, the other teams run a run-heavy version of it. Other teams are more balanced with it, whatever the case may be. How do you think – we know Lamar Jackson ran a very specific system with Greg Roman these last few years in Baltimore that was not this system. How do you think he would fit in something like that? I, I think he would fit really, really well. And one part of the problem is that, you know, just like in Buffalo – there are times where the quarterback was too much of the rushing offense. They, you, you say, wow, look at that. They, they've got a good rushing offense to help him pass the ball. Like, all right, but it's, it's kind of not fair to the quarterback when he himself is the rushing offense. Like, you'd like to, you'd like to have him focus on maybe passing the ball at times. So, Lamar Jackson, I mean, two years ago, it was because all the, the, like, their top four running backs got injured. Um, so yeah, I think that would he would be a much better version of himself, and I think with the right offensive coordinator, he might become a much more productive passer than he than he was there. But again, that's all, and I know the reports have been that he's not actually looking for the Deshaun Watson contracts, whatever it might be. Um, I, I think yeah, that you could you could expect potentially that upside, but also keep in mind that I don't think that. I don't think that upside is there right now with this version of the Texans. Yeah. I think if you go to the 49ers or someplace like that where you've got a bunch of studs already at, at the skill positions, then then so be it. But right now, it would still be a whole lot of, wow, Lamar Jackson's got it all on his shoulders. Yeah. 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 No, I think even a team like the Jets with all that young talent they've got there would be, would be fun with Lamar. Speaking of the Jets, they flew to California to meet with Aaron Rodgers again. So clearly – Green Bay is giving Aaron Rodgers permission to go spread his wings and find out what else is out there. Um, it sounds, though, like it sounds like if Aaron Rodgers wants to go somewhere else, Seth, it's going to be the Jets and that's it because the Titans and the Raiders have reportedly pulled out of the Rodgers sweepstakes. And it sounds like if the Jets are going to upgrade a quarterback, it's really Aaron Rodgers and that's it with Derek Carr going to New Orleans. Like these might be two sides that look at each other and they're, they're like the last two at the bar. Like, well, yeah, I guess we're going home with each other. You might know? as well. <laughs> yeah. 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 We um, got, we've got tonight who needs tomorrow. That's right. Let's make, Let's make, it, make last. it last. Let's find A-Rod. a way. Yeah. 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 Um, did, does this news that they're flying to California to meet with him again? This will be twice they've met this week. Does that, um, does that affect your, a barometer on whether or not something happens with this here? I, I think that they will get or they will have gotten along smashingly in California. Maybe there will be a report today that, that the Jets contingency is still out there uh, in in California. They were supposed to fly home last night. Um, okay, Nathaniel Hackett, we already know Aaron Rodgers likes. Um, I mean, that's different than maybe – you know, I don't know if he gives Nathaniel Hackett the same credit as Matt Lafleur in terms of being an offensive coordinator, but yeah, we know he likes him easy OC with the Jets. Yeah, yeah, he's like Rodgers has spoken gushingly about him. I think that I think Aaron Rodgers will really like Robert Sala. I, I in a lot of ways, like I just I like Robert Sala. He's a guy like in 
I was in my last year in the league when Robert Sala was a quality control guy, and I just liked the dude. Um, and the other one, and this is funny because Florio, Florio, Mike Florio is all wrapped up in this whole dynamic of uh, Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets, being an heir to the Johnson and Johnson fortune, and Aaron Rodgers having been, you know, a COVID skeptic or yeah. vaccination skeptic. How he do you want to phrase it? He had it? issues with Big Pharma. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't need to get it. Like I, I don't, I don't remember exactly what he said about Big Pharma or whatever, but. Florio's acting like this is uh, this this Dude. would be the mismatch of the century. <laughs> this, this this is what you need to know. Yeah, the Johnson family has not been actively involved in running in Johnson and Johnson since the 1960s. So don't tell like, that to Florio, bro. Yeah, Woody Johnson, other than drawing a hefty paycheck uh, from his trust fund, is not out there making on the ground decisions about any damn thing with Johnson and Johnson. So. Uh, I would be I, – I doubt that that's – I would imagine they might have, a, like, an interesting conversation about it, and they might not see eye-to-eye on things. But I, I highly doubt that they would even be having this conversation if Aaron Rodgers had an extreme objection to uh, Woody Johnson. Yeah, no, Johnson he wouldn't have Johnson. made it this far. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Um, I think this, this is, is like – this would be like not doing an interview with Seth Payne because of his grandfather's many, many war crimes. <laughs> right. That's, uh, it's not – Right. That's, that's completely false, by the way. Yeah, yeah. He was never convicted of any <laughs> Um, I think this is telling. In reading some of this Aaron Rodgers stuff, it would actually be $9 million more expensive on their cap this year, the Packers, yeah. to trade Aaron Rodgers than it would be to keep him. Have you ever wanted to pay $9 million to somebody just to get them out of your life completely? I'm, if I had the money, probably, I'm sure, <laughs> <Yes>. at some point. <laughs> If I were able to spend a publicly owned company's money to get rid of a day-to-day headache, yes. Nine million bucks, right? Nine million of not my money? Yes. Uh, it happens a lot. <laughs> Which, right. uh, yeah, for those of you, the, the Green Bay Packers are publicly owned, except the shareholders have absolutely no say in anything. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the dumbest thing to ever own in stock. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Did you know that they actually sold more stock a couple yeah. years ago? Yeah. No, I was I I was up there. Amy yeah. and I were up there for the Packers Seahawks game like a week or two after it happened. And we yeah. were talking to Packer people up there. I'm like, so did you take part in this public offering of Packer stock? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They like just <laughs> they just like getting the certificate. Like they like to a fr- piece of it. They like to frame yeah. the certificate. That's the be they're paying like three hundred bucks an, for a piece of paper. It's an NFT. Yeah. It, it, it is. It's, it's like, an oh, NFT. Yeah. It's I a, own a part of a company. Like, yes. oh wow, dude! Can you? Is there any chance of dividends or is, anything? Uh, no, not no, at all. No, no. But I feel like I'm part can of you, something. Can yeah. you trade it on a stock exchange? No, nope. nope, nope, not allowed. No, sounds like a great investment. Yeah. Um, all right, we had a um, we had a listener text in a theory on why they don't want C.J. Stroud, and on the surface, it sounds silly. They're reportedly, according to one draft expert, though there are NFL teams out there that judge quarterbacks based. On their face. Hell yeah. That is, (laughs) as does Sean Pendergast, that is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, good to be with you. John McClain joins us at the top of the hour. Text message from the trailer wheel and frame text page. 6553. I'm out on CJ Stroud due to his chubby face syndrome. (laughs) Okay, now, those of you who listen to this show and who've listened to me even longer than I've been with Seth on this show, this goes goes back a long way for me, but as far as like attaching this theory to a specific player, it really rose to prominence in the ecosystem of Sean Pendergast with Sam Darnold. When Sam Darnold was being touted as a potential number one overall pick, he wound up going third overall. I said, I would not touch him with a 10-foot pole. He has a fat face. And as it turned out, his fat face was not able to become a franchise quarterback. And I think there is something to faces on quarterbacks. Seth even points out several times, my my gambling theory is before I place a, a significant wager on a football team, I want to take a good, hard look at the face of the quarterback and the head coach and ask myself, yeah. do I want to bet on that guy? I feel like that that's a little bit more wrapped up in what you know about the guy and everything. I'm sure. not using You're not using facial analysis there as much as like, okay, wait a second. This is this guy. I know this guy. Right. Do I actually trust him versus this guy over right. here? Right, but my Darnold take was definitely like, don't draft him because of his fat You're face. like, yeah, you're, it's your like phrenology, like the, right. old, uh, the old science of judging a personality by the lumps on somebody's head. <laughs> totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. So Chris- yeah, there's something, now listen, there yeah. is a little bit of scientific backing to this. Okay. They have found that on average, good-looking quarterbacks tend to be better than average or ugly quarterbacks. Okay, well, good. That's an actual, based on facial symmetry, they've done that study. I'm glad there's science to back up my gut-feeling yes. take that I have. Now, for those of you who are going to make fun of me and say, Sean, that's a silly way to judge quarterbacks and who's going to be good, I would say Bunch two things. Bunch of uglies saying I that. I would say two things. <laughs> One, it's all a crapshoot anyways. And yeah. two, Chris Trapasso. Draft expert for CBSSports.com was on with Damon Amandalara, friend of the show, um, earlier this week and brought up that there are NFL teams out there that give grades to quarterbacks' faces. Seeing Will Levis throw the football on Saturday, whatever he's doing, he's doing something right because (laughs) he looks like an NFL quarterback. (laughs) He has some big 
upper body that I think a lot of teams, they're scouting everything. They're looking at, uh, you know, giving face grades and the haircuts and how a player looks. Do they look like a franchise quarterback? From oh, that perspective, wow. I think Will Levis certainly passes the eyeball test. We're doing he, face grades now? Yeah, Daniel Jeremiah talked about that when he was with the Ravens. And he's been serious about it. He'll say it probably again during this pre-draft process, that they grade some teams, grade quarterbacks by their face. Do they look like a franchise quarterback? And I think Will Levis does. Okay, anybody who's ever made fun of me for the Sam Darnold take in his fat face can go to hell. The Baltimore Ravens are maybe the best drafting team of the last 20 years. And guess what they grade, Seth? Faces. Yeah. Faces, Face I'd say, yeah. I would, uh, I, like, there is something about the fact that the quarterback position specifically is is a, a whole lot about a leadership. I think sometimes that's overblown, but I guess maybe uh, fostering trust and all those kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah. And that uh, there there is something to it. I think that Eli Manning's face worked against him for a long time because he was just such a dope-looking yes. guy. Uh, he had to overcome his dopiness and, and figure yeah. out how to work with that. Yes, you know? Eli, has, <laughs> Eli has a tough face to trust. He overcame it. He won two Super Bowls. Nobody trusted that face. No. So, uh, I, on a serious note, I, it is a little bit I, – I don't know. I don't know if I – I don't like – Frankly, a bunch of uh, Neanderthal football scouts like uh, trusting themselves and their judge, their ability to trust. There's like there's no possible way that like, all kinds of biases don't work their way into that. Right. You know, right. like oh, I think a quarterback looks like Johnny Unitas, and that there fella from F from Famu sure doesn't look like like Johnny Unitas. Okay. Uh, I, well, I get nervous that. about this. Okay? okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, um, that said. Would you like to play faceologist here and grade the yeah, faces? Yeah, I trust of that the... you're not a racist. So, and, and, and Judd, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, the, Plus, but... it helps. It, it helps that uh, at least the top uh, three of the top four quarterbacks are are black. So yeah, unless, you're, the... unless you're only going with Will Levis is passing. No, the I'm face not. I've it. said okay. it clearly that Will Levis is fourth on the list by okay, a long okay. shot for me. So I'm, right. I've got it. I got the list partitioned off very safely here. Um, so let's go through these here, Seth. What does uh, faceologist Seth Payne say about the face of Bryce Young? What do you Bryce do you Young, very trustable face. Yes. Um, to the point where <laughs> if you're somebody who doesn't hate scientists all of a sudden, um, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like he's a good scientist. It looks like he should be wearing a lab coat oh, he's, um, yeah. <laughs> or a, like a, a doctor or something. Like, yeah. He very much looks like he should be wearing a white coat. In a good way, okay? Not working for evil corporations or anything. <laughs> right. So when he says, uh, this is one of his quotes, I've been in the 200-pound range, and that's been something that's not too hard to do. Yeah. I believe him. I feel like, oh, okay, he tweaks his diet and his regimen a little bit, and he's been walking around weighing in the 200s because yeah. I believe his face. He's got a very trustable face. Yes, yes. I, I'm, I'm with you on Bryce Young. Very trustable face. Makes me want to buy Dr. Pepper every time that I see that commercial. And I don't even drink soda anymore, but he makes yeah. me want to buy Dr. Pepper. Um, I also, I feel like it's, uh, yeah, that's a good point, too, as a pitch man. Yes, so very like good pitch it, man. We all know if there's one person you can trust, it's a TV pitch man. Absolutely. So I think that there's that. Uh, I also feel like there's something about him. I can feel like he could pull off an Andre 3000 type of uh, 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 outfit too. And I don't know. I've always I've always trusted Andre 3000 more than other crossover hit rappers. So right. uh, yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I just trust I just trust him. I trust Bryce Young. I, I do too. Okay, yes. now C- C.J. Stroud is the most. Nope. 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 I'm with you on this. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm with you. I'm with the texter. I am with a listener, Todd. Todd yeah. on Twitter tweeted me a couple of days ago. This is where I felt like I was making a difference. He said this. He he said this is hilarious. I told because I I posted the. I posted the video of the audio we just played from Chris Trapasso. Todd says, this is hilarious. I told my son this weekend I didn't think Stroud would make it based on the Sean P. face crating system. It's not the fat Sam Darnold face, but he carries a natural, perplexed, and confused element that's throwing me off. <laughs> I know. And that's not even his actual face as much as the expression that he wears on his yeah. face. There's a... It's a <laughs> I can't... I know. I, I've tried to talk myself out of it, but I can't... You he looks so damn confused all the time. Yeah. Or, or worried. He just looks worried. Yeah. yeah, he does. And I'm coming around on him as the Texans quarterback. I'm, I'm like, I'm talking myself into it, but I feel like I'm going to do it and then he's going to fail. And I'm going to be like, why didn't I trust my face system? You know, yeah. like, why, yeah. why did I, why did I go against my credo? So if he can't, if he can't not be worried, why am I not worried? If, uh, you know, the old, the old analogy about when you're, in rough turbulence, you look to the flight attendant and see if she's nervous. Yeah. And if she's not, please yeah. excuse my sexism in this instance. Uh, if you, uh, if she's not, then you're like, oh, okay, cool. Everything's cool. If the flight attendant is freaking out and worried or has a CJ Stroud expression, then you get worried too. Yep. I don't feel like his, uh, I don't feel like he commands his confidence my, with that face. My his. favorite yeah. moment of the show so far, CJ Stroud. Nope. <laughs> nope. All right. Uh, Anthony Richardson. I feel like he's worried you're going to find out that he's wearing Depends or something. Yes. I just, it's not, it doesn't look confident. Um, Anthony Richardson, faceologist Seth. Where are you on Anthony Richardson? I can't figure out with Anthony Richardson because yeah. he's almost got a weathered uh, look to him. Like he's, <laughs> I feel like he's been working a tough job for like 20 years. Well, he, I and, told you he wanted to be a, a first responder. He studied yeah. in high school how to become a fireman. It reminds me, it's almost like, um, not, not in facial structure, but like Charles Dutton, the, you know, from the rock sitcom. Yeah. He was, he was a janitor and Rudy, he's that Ru actor. Rudy's guardian angel. Yeah. He's always, he's had, and it's different than a, um, like Lawrence Fishburne when he was 20 looked like he was 45, yeah. but that was different. He just had like a very mature look about him. Yeah. Whereas Charles Dutton, like from the time he was a young man, still looked kind of weathered and like, like he'd seen some stuff. Yeah. And I feel like Anthony Richardson has that same look about him. And I feel like that, that creates trust in me. I feel like it's my, my favorite uncle or something leading the, uh, leading the team. I, yeah. I, I, Richardson passes the face test for me. Okay. Richardson and Young both pass the face test. Stroud fails miserably. Um, where is Will Levis on this for uh, you? Will Levis has too much Josh McCown to him okay which is uh it's almost like a little too like the ideal quarterback face to the point where it almost looks cartoonish yeah like you like you would drop a cartoon looking like josh mccown or will levis um and we know my issue with josh mccown in his particular version of that which is that he looked a lot too much like um robbie rotten from La uh, lazy town from lazy town uh, like he's almost like his face was molded out of plastic to have like a chiseled chin and yeah. everything yeah yeah something you can't trust about it josh mccown looked computer generated yeah yeah right? like bad cgi or yes, something yes yeah. yeah so uh will have the same way like I, like a uh, like he's the villain in a teen movie 
You know, oh, like an '80s movie. He's a rich kid. Yeah, you know? it's yeah. A, that that part of it I don't trust either. I feel like he would uh, he would he would lead Anthony Michael Hall down the wrong path just to preserve himself. Is the is the kind of way? Could you see that. this quarterback being a member of Cobra Kai? If the answer is yes, then you don't draft that quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Oh, totally, hundred yeah. percent Cobra Kai. Yeah. All right. Plus, I was I hadn't investigated his um, his tattoo yet. He's got an under. He's got a tattoo. I, I do. He's on his bicep. I saw that. The, well, but it's on the inside of his arm, which is a more sensitive area. So I got, I'll give him props for that. He didn't uh, pain tolerance. A hey. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a Bible verse. I can't remember what it was. I looked it up once. But okay. It was, uh, oh, it's the second book of Chronicles. Okay. I feel like. But he's... as for you, be strong and do not give up. Okay. It's a, it's, for your work will be rewarded. It's a good thought. I mean, it's it's a good thought. I felt like he. I felt like he was doing it to call attention to his biceps more than anything else. Like, it draws your eyes to it. Like, oh, wow, that, okay. Now, this guy's just trying to suck me in with these biceps here. I would be curious to know like, with some of those. I would like to talk to guys. If I, I would be the scout that talks to guys about the Bible verses on their bodies. Yeah. Uh, and feel like how, much, like how much thought did they actually put into it? What, did, what do they think the verse means versus what it actually means? Right. Because I think a lot of times they interpret it as like, I'm going to get rich and have bitches if I, uh, if I just do it the right way. Whereas actually it's like, oh, no, if you do it the right way, you'll to heaven that's the uh yeah that's the whole ecclesiastes thing. <laughs> says i'm gonna be rich so is will levis talking about when he talks about your work being rewarded is he talking about in this life with richness and bitches or is he talking about you know the afterlife clearly rich being rich with bitches he's from what Connecticut. time is it oh it's yeah. only seven thirty. i apologize yeah, yeah that's okay well you uh, did it three times so you gotta car. apologize three times uh, Fine-looking women, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wholesome women. Um, the Drive is live at Twin Peaks from uh, from 2 to 6 on Thursday. Uh, Landry Locker and John McClain are going to join the show for a little roundtable action, 5 to 6 p.m., get you set for the upcoming baseball season and celebrate H-Town's reigning champions. We'll have giveaways throughout the show for listeners who join us out there. It's Twin Peaks off at 290. So the Twin Peaks up on 290. Come be part of the roundtable party with the station, 5 to 6 p.m., uh, tomorrow, Thursday, out at Twin Peaks, off 290. Up next, mock draft injection. We did the Todd McShay mock draft earlier that had the Texans taking Jalen Carter at 12. They make a 12th pick here in this one that I don't think Seth Payne is going to like one tiny oh, no. little bit. Yep, we will get to that next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. We're going to have to start adding faces to our draft evaluation for everybody, I think. People enjoyed that very much. That's easy, you know, yeah, that's easy yeah. to understand analysis, I would say. I do think that um, this time of year, sometimes you, you start reading all these, these prospect analyses and everything from scouts and people that use scouting lingo and everything, and it, gets to, it feels too much like work. Like what am I doing? Am I yeah. studying for a test? No, give me something I can give me something I can laugh at. Yes. And that's people's faces. There's nothing better to laugh at, kids. Amen. Than other people's just walk faces. down the street. There's at least ninety percent of the people. You can just point at them and laugh. And I'm probably you one of them. You guys should do you guys should do face analysis on your teachers and uh, power rank them. Right. By, yeah. And then share the Not, results with them. Yeah, yeah, not the women, just do the men. Okay? Right, 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 right. Um, all right, let's get to, uh, we, we did McShay's mock a little earlier. We did a bonus mock today because McShay, McShay had a, uh, Todd McShay of ESPN had a controversial 12th overall pick to the Texans. It was Jalen Carter. Let's get to Dane Brugler. So we got two heavyweights today. We got Todd McShay and Dane Brugler, two of the best when it comes to um, NFL draft analysis. Now, Brugler has the Colts trading up in this draft but to take C.J. Stroud. Seth, I feel there's a better chance that the Colts trade up to get Stroud than to, to draft Young based on prototypes that Chris Ballard likes. Prototypes that Chris Ballard likes and perhaps that Jim Ursay feels comfortable with. Yeah. I think that there's something, gosh, I hadn't really thought about going back and looking at the various you know quarterbacks that they've had since Andrew Luck. Um, but yeah, there is, um, there's much more of a classical feel to those guys uh, you oh, know, yeah. with this Jacoby Brissett, um, Philip Rivers, uh, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz, and also, uh, Matt Ryan, uh, Matt Ryan, like all those guys feel a lot more like CJ Stroud yeah. than they do Bryce Young. Yep. Okay. So, so they, so the Colts in Dame Brugler's mock draft are moving up to one, but it's to take CJ Stroud. So with the second yeah. pick, the Houston Texans and the Dame Brugler, the athletic mock draft. Take Bryce Young, quarterback Alabama, and he says this. Not everyone around the league is convinced the Texans will go quarterback here. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, with multiple first-round picks in okay, with multiple first-round picks in next year's draft, Houston could continue to build up its roster and look to nab a QB in 2024. We'll get back to that. With Young still available in this scenario, though, it would be tough to pass up. A combination of D'Amico Ryan's at head coach and Young at quarterback would bump the optimism levels in Houston sky high. There are certainly Texan fans out there, Seth, that are nervous about Bryce Young, and understandably so because of the size. I think the prevailing thought is if Bryce Young is sitting there at two and the Texans pass on him, I think the majority of Texan fans will feel very let down uh, if they pass on him at two. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I've prepared myself for it, and I could totally see it happening. I could too. If they're not excited about these guys, I don't. I feel think they'll feel let down. I think because of the goodwill that the team got by getting D'Amico Ryan's, um, by D'Amico and Nick Casario seemingly having a good rapport so far, I think that people will be largely patient about it. 
Um, and I also, you know what? I guess that's part of it. I don't. Have you gotten a sense that fans have really fallen in love, like head over heels in love with any of these quarterback prospects? No, I think head over heels in love. Uh, no, I think Bryce Young is the clear favorite amongst them. I think C.J. Stroud yeah. has probably closed the gap, generally yeah. speaking. Um, but no, like head over heels as a fan base. No, no. But I think, I think people want to people want to get this thing. Moving. No, people totally want a quarterback. But yeah. it's also like without even doing a deep dive analysis on it, you know that it's. You know that it's a bad gamble. <laughs> you know, like you're just you know, the vast. You are strongly favored to whiff when you draft any quarterback at all. And if you're not head over heels in love with a guy, I think the it, it's easy to console yourself afterwards by saying, uh, you know what? Look, realistically, there's a good chance none of these guys even work out. So uh, we'll just we'll live to fight another day, or maybe they trade for somebody between now and whenever. So I'm, um, I'm, I don't think that people are going to freak the hell out if, if Texans don't draft a quarterback. Well, I, I, I don't think they will. I think D'Amico being here, I think, gives a little bit of a cushion for that. You know, that's, that, yeah. that buys some goodwill. I think the presence of the two picks that they've got over these next two years from the Deshaun trade, though, may make the team willing to you know, talk themselves into a risk at quarterback. It's not yeah. – like when you – a lot of these teams, when you miss out at two – or one or three or whatever overall pick on a quarterback, your next best player that you drafted is somewhere in the 30s. You know, the Texans are, yeah. and you got to get the 12th overall pick right, um, but they've got a little bit of cushion, a little bit of insurance because they've got these extra firsts. I do also, though, there is something, man, where like both of these guys, both D'Amico and Casario have been around long enough to see and know like how quickly wealth evaporates. <laughs> you know, like that, uh, man, that boy... A lot of wealth evaporated with Trey Lance, and yeah. they're not really sure that they got it with Trey Lance. Um, the Casario doesn't have a whole lot of experience with high draft picks, but he has very much of a an economical perspective based on his time in New England and uh, just how 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 quickly resources can vanish. No doubt. All right, let's get to the twelfth overall pick. And I said in the tease, I don't think Seth's going to like this one at all. With the twelfth pick in the Dane Brugler. Mock draft from the athletic.com. The Houston Texans select Nolan Smith, edge oh. rusher, oh. Georgia. We played okay. the we played the audio yeah. yesterday. Nolan Smith, for those who don't recall, he was a five star recruit at Georgia who was part of the great defense, had a had an outstanding combine. Probably the most memorable moment from his combine, though, was when he got super emotional talking about the car crash that took the life of a teammate, the car crash that or the drag racing incident that Jalen Carter was involved in. Um, Nolan Smith got very emotional talking about his um, his teammate, uh, Devin Willock, who had passed away. This is what Dane Brugler says about Nolan Smith, Seth. Wide receiver is a popular pick here for the Texans, understandably. Rather than reach on a pass catcher, they could wait and still have plenty of options in round two. Smith has the talent and character that would be an ideal fit for what Ryans and Nick Casario want to build. Though he already figured to be in this range... Smith's 1.52 10-yard split yeah. and 4.39 40-yard dash at the Combine only helped his case. Yeah, um, I think he he plays the run more physically than you would expect for a guy that weighs 240 pounds. Um, and so I, it's not like he's uh, like a soft finesse type of guy, but he is undersized. The thing that concerns me is that much like Trayvon Walker – before him, the year before from Georgia, he's a guy with extreme physical skills that it, it doesn't necessarily show up as being a menacing one-on-one -on -one pass rusher. 
And a lot of coaches or fans would say, well, you can learn that. And I, to which I replied, really? I, I haven't seen a whole lot of evidence that it's so easy to teach that. Um, Trayvon Walker didn't have all that impressive a rookie year in Jacksonville. So I, the fact that he is undersized and the fact that like when he tries to convert a speed rush into power against college kids, he just kind of dies like he doesn't, he he doesn't show. Like some guys are two forty, but they can get up underneath guys and launch them and show a lot of functional strength as a pass rusher. Nolan Smith doesn't do that. I would, I'd be surprised if D'Amico really likes him for what he wants to do on defense, which is to be a really physically brutish punishing defense. So um, I, I'm intrigued by him. He has extreme athleticism, but I just don't know if it's what the, the Texans are looking for. Yeah, at 12. So that was Dane Brugler's mock draft in the athletics. He got a bonus one today, people. Plus, he's been banged up a lot, too. So like a Has smaller he? guy that's been banged up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, all right, let's get to headlines. John McClain joins us in about eight minutes. Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines brought to you by BaywayJeep.com. All right, headlines. We'll, we'll get to the football stuff with uh, with John McClain, but quickly, um, the football, the big headlines football-wise, Lamar Jackson gets the non-exclusive franchise tag from the, um, from the Baltimore Ravens, so $32 million, and he is allowed to negotiate with other teams when free agency begins on Monday of next week. That's when the legal tampering period begins. T- uh, players can sign contracts Wednesday afternoon of next week. That's when the league year begins. Um, so Lamar Jackson, Seth, is now on the market, and I like this move by the Ravens. Th- these two sides have not been able to agree on a, a number for Lamar Jackson for, for the better part of two years now. Josh yeah. Allen signed his extension like two years ago. Like back in 2021, he signed his extension, and they were drafted in the same class, he and Lamar Jackson. So I think what the Ravens are doing here is smart. They're basically saying, look, you think you're worth this? We're going to throw you on the open market. There's plenty of teams that could use Lamar Jackson, even at the cost of two first-round picks, which that team would have to give up if they sign Lamar. Let's see what the market bears. This is um, – and I know there are a lot of accusations already of collusion because teams have come out and said they're not interested in Lamar Jackson. I do think that this is a situation where two things are dampening over interest in Lamar Jackson. One is potentially a perception by other teams that the Ravens are going to match whatever offers Lamar Jackson gets. So these teams are out there thinking like, look, I'm not going to be, I'm not just going to be some tool that you use to figure out a a deal for Lamar Jackson, you know, so whatever. I don't want to play this game. You guys are going to sign him at some point. I'm just not going to be able to play a part of this. Two would be that if they do feel that way, if teams feel that way, if that's their perception of the situation, it would be a whole lot easier for them to get a better feel for it if Lamar Jackson had an agent. Um, I think there are times where guys can act as their own agents, and it's just fine. It worked out for Laramie Tunsil. But I think it depends on the situation, and I think it depends on the individual. So I have no idea whether Lamar Jackson is actually good at being his own agent or not. Some guys are, some guys aren't. The nice thing about really good agents is that they're proven to be really good agents. If you hire one... He can talk and work more discreetly than in a way that perhaps some of these teams need. You know, some of these teams might need assurances that, like, listen, are are the Ravens just going to snatch this guy back up? They might have a better feel for it. So um, I thought that David Mulligetta, who tweeted something out about 
collusion yesterday. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that was a nice little advertisement for David Mulligan as possibly being Lamar Jackson's future agent. You had, like, it's a way to say, hey, listen, Lamar, uh, this is what you're up against. You know, uh, I, I'll take on Dude. the big firms. I'm not afraid. Yeah, yeah, no, the football hammer. That's what we call David Mulligetta. He's the football yeah. hammer. Um, but it it would be logical, though, Seth. I mean, I think it's a great point by you about Lamar trying to do this without an agent. If you're going to try to get Deshaun Watson money, why not go get the guy that got Deshaun Watson that money? Amy and I did that when we sold our house down in Pearland a couple years ago, three years ago. We were driving around our neighborhood in a house that was like almost exactly like our house, same floor plan, same had a had a sold sign in front of it. It was like three months into COVID in June of 2020. Had a sold sign in front of it. And we had been thinking about moving, thinking about selling our house. I'm like, let's call that real estate agent and put our house for – and that's who we used. You know, like we used yeah. the guy – and he sold it in one day, you know? so You don't try to hammer him on his rates. It's like you're like, okay, that's where – I mean, because what you're doing when you're acting as your own agent is you're trying to save 3%. Yeah. Like, all right, well, if nothing's getting done – then I'll go ahead and pay David Mulligetto whatever he charges his big time clients. Yep. And it's it it gets a deal done, damn it. Yeah. And it might be for it might very well be uh for a lot more than whatever that three percent charge that, is. That's that's a really good point. I haven't heard a lot of people talking about how that's impacting Lamar's inability to get a deal done. That's a that's a really good point. Um meanwhile the other big uh NFL storyline is um Aaron Rodgers, who the um, the Packer, I'm sorry, the Jets flew to California yesterday to meet with Aaron Rodgers again. This would be their second meeting this week. Clearly, the Packers have given permission for this to happen. Do you feel like Seth that this is almost like what the Ravens are doing with Lamar Jackson? Like I feel like the Ravens want to keep Lamar Jackson. All right, I think they, John Harbaugh has gone out of his way to say he's my guy. I've been texting with him. He's 200 percent our quarterback. They, they want to keep him, but there's a price involved. So they're letting him go see what's out there and spread your wings and then see if you come back. Do you feel like the Packers are maybe doing that a little bit with Aaron Rodgers and giving him permission to talk to other teams? Or do you feel like they legitimately want Aaron Rodgers out of the building? There are so many reports now that the Packers are done on Aaron Rodgers. Rich Eisen reporting it feels pretty significant. And, um, yeah, I think they're totally just like – just go ahead and see what you can do and find something for us that makes us comfortable doing this. Paying paying an extra or basically taking a $9 million extra cap hit if we have to get rid of you. I do wonder if um, it, it behooves the Packers right now to have Aaron Rodgers and other teams involved in it and have an open discussion because the, the Packers are probably going to need something from the Jets or whoever else, some kind of concession to, to make it work for the cap for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the way the deal's structured right now, it's not a huge hit if the Jets were to sign him with his current deal because it's spread out over. It's got dummy years at the end of it, but it would be the way the deal is structured right now would basically be a one-year deal. Yeah, it would only cost them fifteen million dollars against the cap, but um, or I guess a two-year deal. So um, that's the because two thousand twenty-five and two thousand twenty-six are dummy years. So right. I, I think it happens. I think at some point here, ah, boy. I think Aaron Rodgers ends up on a different team. If it's not the Jets. He's running maybe. out of teams, dude. Well, yeah, if it's not the Jets, it might not be until after the draft. I'm okay. not so sure. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. See which uh see which musical chairs are still open. Then there's gonna be yeah. there are gonna be teams who are counting on a solution at quarterback. Like I like Washington, for example. I have no idea what they're gonna do. They cut Carson Wentz. I was trying to put the pieces together yesterday of the teams that 
have a need at quarterback. There's eight teams that don't have their week one starter, in my opinion, on their roster right now. We know what the Texans are going to do. They're going to draft one. You know, we know what the Colts are going to do. They're going to draft one. Jimmy Garoppolo will go to a team. The Saints have already found Derek Carr. Aaron Rodgers will go somewhere. There are some of these teams, like Tampa Bay and Washington, who are picking like in the late teens. Yeah. And I, what are they going to do? You know, well, the, and the, the, the whole thing with Washington that's interesting is uh, nobody knows if Dan Snyder's actually going to sell the team or not. Yeah. Like, he seems to be sabotaging himself already with the bidding process. I mean, this is the kind of thing where, I don't know, maybe, like, is the, is the franchise worth more if the new owner gets to pick <laughs> – the, you know, what they do with quarterback this year yeah. and in the draft and everything. It might be if there's some kind of urgency. These things aren't like normal billion-dollar business sales. They tend to happen a lot faster. They're like a lot of the due diligence is done in advance. And um, it's like buying a franchise restaurant. You kind of know what you're getting because you've seen it before. So I don't know, man. It, Dan Snyder at this point might own the team another 20 years or he might be forced to sell it two weeks from now. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, with Washington, Seth, Eric Bieniemy is their offensive coordinator now. Yeah. And this is like his, you know, this is his opportunity to show what he can do without having Andy Reid there. Um, and he is doing it, and we have no idea who the quarterback is going to be. There. Like, I don't know what, they're not, they're not in position to draft one. Maybe they trade up. Maybe they're the ones that give a bait. But they're like picking 16th or 17th right now. They're, not, they're in that purgatory where they're not high enough to go get one of the guys in this draft. But they, <laughs> they don't have the means to go get, I mean, Aaron Rodgers ain't going to Washington. You know what I mean? Like, maybe Garoppolo so if, goes um, there. I don't know. So, if the Chiefs do really well offensively this year, are we going to be wondering why Matt Nagy's not getting enough credit? How come he's not getting a a, a head coaching job? Yeah, Especially, maybe. Uh, I, I, yeah. Look at him. He's awesome. Oh, he sucks actually as a head coach. That's yeah. right. That's right. He's had a chance. Oh, and the, boy, uh, the the offense is the same way it's been for what? Okay. Yep. All right. Great. Yeah. No, it's Andy Reid. It's Andy Reid. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 